Well, good morning. My name is Michael Poorman, and I'm one of the pastors here at the church. And so I ex- just want to tell you that I'm so excited to be with you this morning. Happy Father's Day for all of you dads out there. It's going to be a scorcher. So hopefully you're going to be near a body of water or something out there uh, today. But I am pumped to be with you. Uh, if you're a guest, just so that you know what we're doing, we're in a series called Life Hacks Wisdom That Works. And so in this series, uh, we are looking into scripture to see how we can find some biblical life hacks. And you know, we find uh, wisdom all throughout scripture, but probably none more prominent than in the book of Proverbs, which is where we are spending our time uh, in this series. And if you are like our senior pastor, Ray, and when you hear the term life hack, if you have no idea what that means, it's kind of uh, something to make your life a little bit easier. Kind of like if you take a binder clip and you know, wrap your earbuds around it so that they're nice and they don't get all tangled, those kind of things. So I thought I would help you out and show you a few life hacks shown through emojis. So take a look at this. So that cupcake life hack has changed my life. Actually, just last night, we went to a restaurant, and my son went like that. I was like, oh, we're teaching him something. It's really great. So uh, a life hack is defined as any technique or strategy adopted to manage one's life and activities in a more wise and efficient way. And you see, the book of Proverbs is filled with this kind of wisdom. And the purpose of this wisdom literature is to help us navigate life. So if there's a right way to live, then there's a wrong way to live. And the proverb, Proverbs talks of this uh, being the way of the wise and the way of folly. And, but I want to tell you something. Here's the deal. A life hack is, does not work if you don't ever use it. Right? If you watch the YouTube video and you go, man, that's a really great idea, but you never do anything with it, then it becomes useless. If instead you put it in your memory bank, and then the next time that situation comes up and you use it, it becomes useful, right? Same thing with scripture. We must engage with it on a regular basis, store its commands within us, and then use it at the proper time. You see, it has to go beyond just reading. It has to go beyond just knowing, right? We, we all know these things. We can read it, but it has to go beyond the knowing, And that actually reminds me of one of my favorite cartoons growing up as a kid. You see, I'm a child of the 80s. And so when I got up early in the morning to watch Saturday morning cartoons in the great state of Indiana, I would love turning on my network television and I would like to see this. G.I. Joe, that's what I grew up with. Uh, But it reminds me of that because knowing it is only half the battle. Knowing is only half the battle because the other half is putting it into practice. And so that's what we're going to jump into today as we talk about our life hack for today, because it's one that we know all too well, and yet we forget about it in everyday life situations. Uh, As I walked recently through the 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs, I was struck by how many times I saw sayings and warnings about what comes from our lips the way we speak, the words we choose to say, and the power of the human tongue. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And as I walked through the scriptures, I found that there was a clear distinction between the way of the wise and the way of fools as it relates to our speech. 
But before we jump into some Proverbs, I have a question that I want you to have in the back of your mind and consider as we spend our time together today. And that is, how are we managing our words? How are we managing our words? You see, the Proverbs are chock full of things that point us in the direction of the way of wisdom as it relates to our words. Here's just a couple of them. Proverbs 16, 23, and 24. A wise man's heart guides his mouth and his lips promote instruction. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And Proverbs 17, 27. A man of knowledge uses words with restraint. You see, this is the way of wisdom with our words. And we've all had that way of wisdom moment, haven't we? Right? It's that moment in the car when someone cuts you off and they have the audacity to give you the single finger wave and you use restraint and you hold yourself back and you hold your tongue, not just because your kids are in the car, but because you have wisdom from God. Or it's that moment when you're trying to get out the house and your uh, little child can't get their shoes on and they're frustrated and they're throwing the world's greatest fit. And instead of getting angry and yelling, you lean down and you give encouragement and sweet instruction in that moment rather than a strong push towards efficiency and haste. Or maybe it's that moment in the office where two people are whispering by the water cooler and you have a hunch in your gut that they are talking about you. And as you walk into the room, you speak words of life and love and encouragement that cuts through the tension. You see, the way of the wise with our words, as outlined in the book of Proverbs, is like that YouTube video we see online and we put it into practice because it helps us manage our words in difficult situations. And so the way of the wise can be defined as one who speaks pleasant words and uses restraint that leads others to instruction. But if we are honest, this is far from our reality often, isn't it? Often we do not speak sweet words. Often we do not use restraint. Sometimes we exemplify what Proverbs 10, 19 says, when words are many, sin is not absent. You see, when our words are many, we increase the likelihood of sinning and putting our foot in our mouth and we move away from the way of the wise and we slip into the way of the fool. You see, I know this can all be too often my reality and anyone knows me knows that I'm a bit of a talker. And I can put my foot in my mouth occasionally, maybe even often. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I not only slip into the way of the fool, but I run full speed ahead towards it. And maybe you're like me. And so maybe you can relate. And I know the term fool may seem harsh, but scripture is pretty clear about this area of our lives. So I want to invite you to take out a Bible. You can find one in the seat back in front of you or your, uh, your smartphone. Uh, and I want you to open it up to Proverbs chapter 12, because I want you to see that I'm not making this stuff up. Okay. And when it comes to our words, the way of the fool can be defined as this. One who ignores advice and speaks flippantly using reckless words, lies, opinions, and gossip. That's the way of the fool. Proverbs 12, starting in verse 15, tells us, the way of the fool seems right to them, 
but the wise listen to advice. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Skip down to verse 22. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. You see, there are several examples of the way of the fool here. First, fools ignore advice. The way of the fool is like passing over or ignoring that YouTube video. It's passing over the Proverbs and saying, that's not for me. I don't have time for that right now. Or even thinking, yeah, that's not, that's somebody else. I really wish they would read that proverb. Or even, I will work on that tomorrow. Fools ignore advice. And if we're honest, we can all do that from time to time, can't we? You see, secondly, in this proverb, we see that fools show their annoyance at once. And I can feel like I exemplify this sometimes. Let me give you a couple examples. If you ever see me on 355 stuck in traffic, you will see that I will show my annoyance at once. And every family member in my car will also tell you that that happens like that. I'm pretty impatient when it comes to traffic. Or if I'm stopping to get creamer for my coffee at Aldi in the, uh, because I have to have creamer in the morning, and I'm number seven in the line of full carts in front of me at the only checkout open, you will see me show my annoyance at once. I mean, it's the eye roll moment. If you have kids, you see it all the time. My daughter gives it to me daily. Okay, we can all show our annoyance at once, can't we? But also we see in this proverb that fools tell lies. You know, some lies are big ones like lying on your taxes or to your spouse. But we all tell those little white lies, don't we? I mean, sometimes because I'm a clean freak, I will straighten up the house. And uh, my wife will call a couple of days later and she'll say, hey, Mike, where's the permission slip for the kids field trip? And I'll go, ah, um... Not sure what happened to it. And then after 13 years of marriage, she will say, is that, I don't know because you don't know or you actually threw it away. And then I have to sheepishly go, I think I threw it away. Sorry for not coming clean right away. And let me tell you folks, this is the way of the fool when talking to your wife. Okay. Do you ever find yourself in a spot like that with your spouse or loved ones? And finally, we see that fools use reckless words and they blurt out folly. You see the word here in verse 18 for reckless is the Hebrew term bata, which is defined to speak rashly or angrily, to speak thoughtlessly or someone who babbles on. And let me tell you, I can babble on for hours if you let me. And I have been known to exemplify reckless words from time to time as well. How about you? I mean, listen, when my wife and I are in a heated discussion, and yes, your pastors have those with their spouses just like you, I can fall into the trap of mumbling and babbling under my breath or blurting out folly as I walk to the room in a huff. This is a time that I can sometimes slip into the way of the fool. Flip over to Proverbs 18. 
Proverbs chapter 18. I mentioned that Proverbs are chock full of references to this regard, and I would continue to promote to you what we've been emailing you out, is to uh, read one proverb a day, and you'll see all the references. But in Proverbs 18, starting in verse 2, fools have no interest in in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Drop down to verse 6. The lips of fools bring them strife and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of a fool, the fools are their undoing and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. You see, in this proverb, we see some additional uh, attributes of the way of the fool. You see, fools are all about airing their own opinions. Right? I mean, we all have that one uncle that we avoid at family gatherings, don't we? Right? Because we know outside of saying hello, we will hear them pontificate on every subject known to man, and we just don't have the time for it. Or what about that one Facebook friend? I mean, we all have one, right? Then no matter the social issue of the day or what's hot this week on the news, you're going to get a barrage of opinions from that individual, but we all know it's the way of the fool. Or what about you? Maybe this hits home for you. I mean, do you have to interject your opinion while listening, while listening to a friend, a coworker, or a family member? I mean, I know I can fall into that trap sometimes. And then finally in this Proverbs, on Proverbs 18, we see that fools gossip. Gossip is a poison, and Scripture says that it goes down to the inmost parts of who we are, to our core. And we can all fall into this trap from time to time, even in the church. And sometimes in the church is where it gets really twisted because we can put it under the umbrella of a prayer request. But the words of Proverbs are very clear when it comes to gossip. A gossip separates close friends. Gossip causes damage. And it's the way of the fool. So you see, the way of the wise is one who speaks pleasant words of wisdom and uses restraint that leads others to instruction. And the way of the fool is one who ignores advice and speaks flippantly, using reckless words, lies, opinions, and gossip. And If we take an honest assessment of our lives, we probably fall into the way of the fool more than we'd like to admit, don't we? Pastor and author Andy Stanley says that an issue like this, the the way of the fool with our words and our lips and our mouths, if it continues to come up day after day, week after week, month after month, and maybe even for some year after year, then it's not a problem to solve. And you may be thinking, well, it sounds like a problem. But he says, it's not a problem to solve. It's a tension to manage. It's a tension to manage. So let me go back to my first question that I asked us. How are we managing our words? Let me ask it this way. How are you managing your words? You see, the Apostle James gives us a little bit of insight on how to do that when he writes, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. 
But let's be honest. You and I know that. Many of us know that scripture. Uh, Listen, I actually put it on my steering wheel in college not to get frustrated in traffic, but it's really hard to put into practice, isn't it? Mainly because of what James goes on in his his letter to say. He says, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. All kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. So, if no human being can tame the tongue, then maybe, just maybe, this is a heart issue. You see, listen to what Jesus said in Luke 6. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So the question I asked myself as I was preparing this, okay, then if we can't tame it, is there a life hack? Is there some way that we can manage our words? Is there a way to figure this out? And then I came across Proverbs 15, 33. And I love the way that the New Living Translation puts it. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. You see, there it is. The life hack to managing our words is humility. A humble posture before God is the starting point, and it precedes, it comes before everything, including our words. Humility is what we need to put into practice to go beyond the knowing that we need to tame our tongue and actually doing it, right? There's a gap between belief and practice and humility fills that gap. And as I was preparing for this, I thought, man, I don't, I want to help you uh, make this practical. So I thought maybe I'll just share a couple of ways that I've been trying to implement this in my own life, implement humility and managing my words and hopefully it's helpful to you. First, I humbled myself several years ago and I went to a counselor to better understand my childhood and who I am today. And while I was in counseling, I learned a lot, but I learned about emotional intelligence and I had never heard that word before, but it's defined as the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. See, this has been huge help to me because I believe it takes a lot of humility to see things from someone else's perspective. But I also learned the three R's uh, and they've come in very handy as it relates to humility and managing my words and emotional intelligence. And the three R's are recognize, remove, and relax. Recognize, remove, and relax. Recognize means taking notice of the environmental, the relational, and the physiological cues that have the the tendency and the potential to cause my lips to run ahead of my brain. It takes humility to recognize those things. Remove means to get distance from the situation. Walk away, go out of the room, go to the beach on your mind, that happy place in your mind. And remove actually might require the most humility because it intersects with our will. And then the last R is relax. Relax is just that, count to 10, breathe, lie down, whatever it takes. In essence, take a humble posture. Recognize, remove, and relax. And you see, 
This knowledge and this mental exercise is great and it works and it has helped me, but I wanna tell you that over the last decade, the work that's really been done has been done and continues to be done by the Holy Spirit of God. You see, every morning my alarm goes off, just like you. And about five minutes later, this prayer comes to my phone. It says, Father, today I will need to speak many words. Help me weigh my words carefully in my heart before I ever let them escape my lips. May they bear much fruit for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, this is a daily reminder for me. This is a daily life hack to humble myself before God, knowing I need his Holy Spirit to guide my words. It's a daily surrender. And here's the deal. I don't always get it right. Sometimes I do, but I often get it wrong. And what's great is that his mercies are new every single morning. So if I mess it up today, I can humble myself before him the next day and the next day and the next day. So I've told you a lot about me. What about you? How are you managing your words? How are you doing with this area of your life? Do you ever think much about it? Do you need to humble yourself before God and surrender your words to him every day, every morning? Are you like me? And is this an area that you know you need to work on, but you have a difficult time taking the knowing and putting it into practice? Well, we want to help you with that today. You see, we want you to leave here today with an insanely practical way to implement this because we want you to use this life hack daily. So I'm going to invite you to do something right now. I'd like you to get out your smartphone. You can get it out of your purse, get it out of your pocket. And as you do, I'll tell you, we were thinking about this topic and as our plan was, our team was planning, we wanted to give you a really easy way to put this into practice. So here's the deal. All you have to do is text the word HUMBLE to 41411. It's right on the screen. If you text the word HUMBLE, to 41411, an image of this short prayer that I just shared with you will be sent directly to your phone. And our hope and our prayer is that this is just a simple and creative way for you as the church that as you leave the building today, you will take what we talked about today and you will do something with it. Again, if you text the word HUMBLE to 41411, you'll get a, a really creative image. It's a very short breath prayer. And our hope and our prayer is, and we would encourage you to put this as your wallpaper on your phone. Put it as the front screen so that when you wake up in the morning and you roll out of bed and you grab your phone like I often do, that before your feet even hit the floor, that you'll say this short breath prayer and you will start your day in humble surrender to God with your words. And as you do, 
We pray that you would walk in the way of wisdom more than you walk in the way of the fool. So let's pray. God, we thank you for today. And we humbly come before you and we say, we give you our lips. We give you our mouths. We give you our words. And in humility, God, we say, have your way. God, we give you this area of our lives that we all too often overlook. We give you this area of our lives that we know we need your help, the power of your Holy Spirit to work in our lives and through our lips. God, help us to know when to speak and when to be silent. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. And I want you to put your hands out like this. This is a humble posture before God. Palms up before him. And we're going to end our time together praying in this posture. So let's pray. Father, today, this week, this month, and beyond, we will say many words. We humbly come before you now. Palms up, God. Asking you to help us weigh the words in our hearts before they ever escape our lips. May our words bear much fruit for you. May we be a light to those around us and may we walk in the way of wisdom with our words. God, we need your help in this area. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for coming today and I want to just encourage you to come back next week as we continue our Life Hacks series. A couple of things I want to tell you about. If you're available Wednesday at 6, um, the, the Chapman family will be here at the church. Uh, you can ask them questions and talk. They would love to tell you more about their ministry and what they're doing. So we invite you to come to that as well. And uh, if you've something struck you this morning and or you just need to pray with somebody, there'll be folks down here to pray with you. We'd love for you you to come on down and, and pray with them. And then last thing, dads, happy Father's Day. We have dad's root beer for you on your way out. Take one and enjoy one. Uh, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next week.